Hey, 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 Closet Busters, come on and gather around. It's time once again to kick down those closet doors of life. We're here to escape our BS, explore our fears, and elevate our self-expression. I'm your host, Rick Clemens, Bold Move Expert and Coming Out Coach, and I'm going to take you to the party, the pulpit, the wake, and back to the party of living your life uncloseted. So come on, grab hold of yourself and get ready to step out, step up, and step in to living your truth as we explore more stories, tips, and tricks for living your life uncloseted. Now let's get to the show. Hey, 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 closet dwellers and bold move makers. Guess what? It's time. Oh, I know you think it's going to be that normal. It's time for me, the host Rick Clemens, to say welcome to life uncloseted. Well, of course, I'm going to say that, but it's time to play because you know what? Some of the biggest, boldest, baddest ass moves we make in life come because we let go and we play and we step into the things that we need to do just like we were little kids and we throw caution to the wind so to speak and why am I bringing this up personally because well for a little while here I have not been playing enough I've been heads down let's get the work done let's get the interviews done let's get the speaking gigs oh yeah let's bring in some more coaching clients let's sit down let's change their worlds blah 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 blah. and I haven't been playing and then a few weeks ago, I did. I started playing again. I started getting back out and hiking and biking and, and just having some fun. I did some things this weekend. And I'm like, I'd never do that. And I went and did it because I realized if I don't play, I'm not good. I'm not good at anything. And as I started thinking about this whole play thing, of course, somebody came to mind that I've met in the past few years, he's again, you guys have heard me talk about World Domination Summit people. I sure seem to have a lot of them right now, but he's one of those guys that is always upbeat, ready to go. He's Mr. Bowtie. He's Mr. Fun. He's Mr. Play. And he's about the only one that I know that can go in there and like get executives playing with like little Legos and cars and all this sort of stuff because he wants the world to play. So enough of my yakking about everything here. I want to bring my buddy Jeff on because we need some playtime. We need to go into the closet, come out of the closet, and just play around with all these different things. And I can tell you what, Jeff and I have no idea where we're going today. And that's totally cool with us. Right, bro? Yes. Yes. Thanks so much for having me, Rick. Oh, of course, man. And you know what? What I love about every time we have kind of connected is we don't know where we're going even then. We're just kind of like hanging and chatting and all this stuff. But let's start out with kind of some of the quote. Let's get some of the real stuff out and then we'll see where we go. So why is play so important to you, bro? Um, I think one of the most important reasons why play is so important to me is that's where I figured out who I am. Um, you know, whenever I'm really stuck in figuring out like what's next for me, like I wanted to become a toy designer when I was a kid and I started writing toy companies in like fourth, fifth grade. Um, and I eventually got to that place. I was like in a toy company and mm-hmm. I wasn't having fun. And I realized like I needed to play more. And as I actually started to pursue play, I actually left toy design to find, you know, another organization where I was able to like engage kids about like engineering through play. And I just realized mm-hmm. whenever I was spending more time in my play world. All the other parts of my world, I don't know, got highlighted, if that makes sense. Oh, it makes Um, total sense. Yeah, it makes total sense because the play is where you, I mean, just in a little bit that I know you and been around you, 
the play is at the heart of who you are. So if yeah. that's not present, then Jeff's not a happy guy. Yeah, yeah. And, and it's funny because uh, a lot of times when people are trying to – I have a lot of conversation with people where they're like, I don't know what I'm going to do next with my life. And I always love to ask them, well, what did you like doing as a kid? Like, what did you play as a kid? And you'd be amazed how just their energy just kind of lights up at that very moment as they're describing. They're like going right back to when they were in like third grade or fourth grade. And they start describing like that fascinating art that they do. And then it's interesting because then you ask them, how does that tie in with what you do now? And you'll see these fascinating connections. You either see ones where people are actually doing what they did as a kid Yep. Or you see the exact opposite where they totally forgot about that world. Mm -hmm. Like that world is so foreign to them when that's a huge core part of who they are. And they've just kind of been, you know, quelling it or crushing it mm -hmm. because it, it's, not, um, it's not the adult thing to do. And it's just like, man, that's just, I don't know, that just feels like that's soul crushing to me when I hear mm -hmm. that. And it is crushing because what the hell is the adult thing to do? It's like, who mm -hmm. defined this? Who you know? came up with these horrible rules? Right. It's, it's like rules. these rules. And it's so funny because I was having a very similar conversation with another WDSer on another show. And we got to talking about these rules thing. It's like, yeah, I think that's what I enjoy so much about WDS is we yeah. are challenged to break the rules. What are these rules? And why do we need to do these? Even going to WDS if I don't want to go to a main stage session, I just don't. It's yeah. Simple. You know, yeah. if I want to go to 10 meetups in a day, I do it. But as adults, we get into this funky, you know, fucked up space of, okay, well, this is what I'm supposed to do. So this is how we do it. Yeah. I don't know if that comes from like our parents or it comes from like authorities, but there's something, I don't know when it happens. Like when, like, do you remember the first time when you just stopped playing? Like when it became like, it was too cool for you to play. Mine was like around like 11 or 12, like when I like got self-conscious and mm -hmm. I was like, oh, I shouldn't do this. Do you remember your time? I remember a particular thing that I quit doing. I quit, oh, play I quit playing the piano when I had to do it for a grade. Ah, uh, that's, fasc that's fascinating. It just became yeah. so, no, I don't want to do this. Yeah. It's like, yeah. okay, it was bad enough. I mean, any kind of musical instrument, unless you're super, super passionate. There was a point that I was really passionate about it, but because it takes practice and it takes dedication, but if it takes practice and dedication, cause you're lit up about it, that's one thing. Right. But as soon as it became a grade and it was interesting cause it became a grade when I was in high school. Right. I was still at this point where it was still for fun because there was a couple of us that we'd go and we'd get in the practice rooms and, and we'd be doing, and we kind of look out the windows of the practice rooms and we'd know when the music teacher was like, okay, he's down the hall. And then we just start jamming. Cause we were like back to back, right? We'd jam back and forth. That's and awesome. He'd play a little bit. Then I'd play a little right. bit. We're right. in separate rooms. We could hear each other. And then the teacher would come around and, and you know, it'd be like that look. And it's like, seriously, do I have to play another freaking hymn for crying out mm -hmm. loud? Cause I went to a very religious school. So, then I got through that because there was still enough play and there were things that we incorporated in some talent shows and stuff like that. And then I hit college and mm. college, it was like an elective, but it was an easy elective. I'm like, yeah, I'm going to take this because I already do this. Right. And I'm like, Oh yeah, I can do this. And then it became, no, you need to do this in order to get this grade. And you need to, yeah. and I'm like, 
fuck this. I don't know. And by then I was kind of losing the, the appeal. Right. It's almost like, okay, I had the checkbox. I learned to play the piano and now I wish I hadn't done that so much. Um, sure. If I had to sit down, I could probably play, but it's been a while. Yeah. Yeah. That's where I lost the play. It was no longer fun. And I think this is what happens to so many people is not just about our childhoods, and I'm, I'm going to be a little transparent here. This is kind of what's been going on with me in my own business lately is there's aspects of it that aren't fun and I'm tired of them not being fun. Yeah. This medium, this podcast medium is the one area that's always fun. Cause I get to do yeah. whatever the frick I want to do on this. <laughs> right. You know? right. And I get to have fun with it. I can have a right. really serious conversation or then I can go, okay, well let's talk about smoking weed. You know, let's talk right. about how that releases people from their closets. So, um, yeah, so you've been doing this a while and really helping people step into this space. So you had your own journey, which quite honestly, I'm going to say, was a coming out journey of, okay, this isn't working, working at the toy factory stuff anymore. I need to go yeah. do this. And how have you continued to keep yourself motivated to go, this is really the direction I want to go? Well, I think at first uh, stems based off of what your story is, where like it became so results oriented. Whenever I've noticed where I lose like the luster of the play that I'm doing, it's because I get too obsessed with what I might get out of it as opposed to the process of it, right? You enjoy this podcast because it's just super fun to interact and you have no idea where it's going to go. That's super awesome, right? So for me, um, what I, I constantly... When people ask me, what do you like to play? Like, do you like to do a specific thing? And I'm like, I actually like to explore. Mm -hmm. I like to find out what other people's play is and basically try to do that. You know, like I'm heading down to San Diego later this week to talk to Gary Ware. I think you know Gary, Mm -hmm. the improv guy. And Marcy Bigel, she's a child psychologist. And we're going to try to see if we can combine improv child psychology and like and Lego play together to create some sort of like project that we're gonna try out in a school. So I'm like always trying to figure out like what's the next thing that can push the boundaries because at the same time that I I I want people to play, it's not just for like the sake of like, oh it's really fun. That's really great. I actually see it as like a huge change agent where mm-hmm. not only can you become more self-actualized this way but you can also bring potential communities together. Like we do like city builds where we'll bring people together to build their city out of Lego and they have to envision what they want to see. But then you have in that group, you have some Republicans, you got some Democrats, you got progressives, you got some super conservatives. They're all in a space together. So how do you then, once they do something on a common ground, how then can you like have discussions like that, you know, where they're, where they feel more connected. So I see the role of play as, as a huge tool for me to like, you know, have an impact in the world, you know, in my own weird, strange way. But it's also a big play is such a big piece of breaking out. I'm going to use my metaphor, breaking out of a closet. Yeah, absolutely. If you just absolutely. give yourself the permission absolutely. to play and don't look at it. And as you were speaking, I was thinking about the the meetup I did at WDS, the Men and Masculinity meetup. And it was really about inviting guys out to play in their masculinity yeah. and confront some of the stuff that says, this is what you're supposed to be as a masculine guy. 
Right. But because right. we approached it from play, it's like, okay, none of this, when you walk away from this in an hour, you don't have to take any of this with you if you don't want to. Right. But for this moment, just let's just be in the sandbox together. Let's do this again like we would have as boys, but let's try to keep some of the BS out of it. You know, right. Right. If you want to play cowboys and Indians, so to speak, then let's be that. And oh, by the way, if one of you wants to be the Indian princess, that's okay too. But let's just make room for the imagination to come forward so that we can explore this stuff. And of course the hope is always as the guys do this, that they'll walk away with, so why am I not doing this every day of my life? Yes, yes. And that kind of ties back in what we were saying early, earlier before, where it's like we're lifting the veil of BS, of like of roles we were supposed to do or play, right? Yep. I think it's super interesting when I work with some companies, you know, because as startups, they were, they were literally playing, right? Yep. They're sitting yep. in their garage or they're sitting in some like, you know, room with like two other people just like trying to make something happen with no idea what they're doing, but they're having fun doing it. And maybe they come up with something really cool. But at some point when they actually get bigger, and this has even happened in our organization, all of a sudden now you have staff. So now you have all this pressure and now you have to meet payroll and you have, you have to meet your quarterly results. And there's all this other pressure. You forget like why you did this in the first place and all that innovation, creativity, problem solving, like all those buzzwords that like, big companies talk about when you walk into their rooms it's so stiff like yeah. it's like, like you've not created any environment where you want me to take a risk and then you then you have these like buzzwords of risk and creativity on the wall you know with an eagle on it but but it's not a place where you really want me to play no. you know and then you're wondering why like why are we not making new innovative ideas well Look at the environment around you. Just because mm -hmm. you have a beanbag chair and, you know, and a ping pong table doesn't mean that you've created that environment. Right. So, like, how do you create a safe space that provides people permission to play, that provides them a, a place where they can fail and it'll be okay? Like, how do you do that the way in which we did when we were on the playground? Yeah. And it's such a beautiful question and a challenging one. It's like, if we suddenly took an organization, any organization or any group of people as adults. And we, and I think this again is kind of what WDS is all about, but you take yeah. them into a space yep. where there are no rules. Here's yep. your playground. Now do something. Yeah. Or not do anything. You even have the permission to not do anything. And it's almost like, but I don't know what to do then. Give me the parameters. Tell me what. Exactly. What, well, yeah, what can I do? Well, yeah, exactly. Yeah, Tell me yeah. what I need to do. Right. And it's like, I, I am thinking about things as I'm building out this men and masculinity program of, you know, here's one of the things I would love to do, which kind of ties to your play would be, you know, have a group of guys in a room and you suddenly pull out Barbie dolls. Oh, and, wow. That's and, awesome you know, toy soldiers and yeah. chess and maybe some cards and some cars and some color crayons and, and you just, okay, here, you guys just go do what you want to do. That's awesome. I because love that. I think it would be so powerful to it would be you know, super interesting just to watch what people do and then talk about it. You know, it's kind of like asking the question. In fact, there's this, 
new um, show out, um, not show, but web series that I found called uh, Man Enough or We Are Man Enough. And it's about basically dinner side conversations about why men are the way they are. And it's all a group of men, all guys mm-hmm. talking about guy stuff. And one of the most powerful questions either in episode one or episode two is why don't we men talk about being vulnerable? Of course, it's the oh, question, yeah. the inevitable question, oh, yeah. right? And it's just such a powerful space. But the same thing can be said for what you're saying. Why do we as men, women, whatever, but why don't we play? Yeah. We think we do. And some people do. Some people are like, yeah, I ride my bike to work every day. Right. And, you know, no matter what, I'm always going to meditate. And, oh, yeah, at lunchtime, instead of sitting around eating, I'm going to go run around the block or I'm going to go play Frisbee, whatever it is. But I know part of it is where we are in society as this is what work is supposed to be. But what would happen if just because we just said, you know what? It's now a free-for-all Frisbee for the next 15 minutes in the office. Mm-hmm. I can guarantee you there would be people like, no, I'm good. I'm just going to sit here. <laughs> now, there may be lots of reasons for that, but you can right. already, you could just kind of see all of us in our mind, even just the way I described that, are probably going, oh, yeah, I know what I'd do, or I know what so-and-so would do. Okay. Because we have these blueprints that says, this is what I'm supposed to do when I'm in the yep. Yeah, this is how I'm supposed to show up. But what's super interesting about that um, uh, analogy is if if someone actually did it right, if someone started playing frisbee in that office, and someone else like, and th- then someone else started doing it, and enough people like committed, yep, they would probably be talking about that experience like a year later, where they're like, mm-hmm. "Remember when we played frisbee in the office that one day?" I love this company. You see, and those are like, those are the moments, right? Those mm-hmm. are the moments when you like, I, th- I remember WDS, you know, this one where, what, what do we have? Like 300 people on a um, field playing capture the flag. Right. Like yep. people, just, people just want permission. Mm-hmm. And, and, and one thing that I, I forgot to do at the beginning was just like the way in which I even define play is like, it's for me, it's like an act that provides you like sheer joy and fulfillment that doesn't have like a specific outcome. Like you're not focused on the results. Like if anything, the only result is that you're fully present doing what you, doing whatever you're doing. So like when I was playing Capture the Flag, all I was thinking about was just playing. And like, and you're fully there. And we try to do it with meditation and we try to do it in these other ways. But even when you think of how, adults play now like let's say they play sports it's so results oriented or i'm at the gym and i'm watching people it doesn't even look like they're having fun doing the stuff they're doing it's just like when when are we like currently right here like i was i was playing with my friend's kid at a playground yesterday that's all he had that's all he's doing he's Mm -hmm. right there there's nothing else and he's in pure ecstasy and that's kind of like what we try to strive back to do whenever we're like taking, you know, drugs or alcohol or something, we're trying to get back to that present state in a way that may not, you know, it may not get there. And we can simply do it by just letting go and just, you know, and not being so self-conscious. We could get back there again. But here's something you said, Jeff, that as you said it, I had a reaction, not Mm. like my personal reaction, but I had a reaction thinking of listeners. Yeah. 
your definition of play is acting out of sheer joy and fulfillment with basically no end game. Yeah. I can guarantee you. Yeah, I know. You say that in any audience, you say that to these listeners, and I'm not, I love my listeners, so please keep listening, okay? I'm not beating you up here. But we're all going to have a reaction to that because some are going to go, I don't even know what sheer joy is. Or, well, but I can't do that because I don't even, I don't know how to be fulfilled. Or I don't know how to play in a space or do something where there's not an end game. I don't know that there, right. there can't be an outcome. This is why I think it's so important to have these conversations so that we can awaken ourselves. And right. back to your description of, you know, WDS this year, I didn't play any games. Now, part of that was because I was nursing a very hurt foot. And I'm like, if I try to do anything, I am going to screw my foot up and then I'm not going to enjoy WDS. But underneath all that was the little chubby fat boy in grade school mm. who didn't want to play games because everybody made fun of him. It's so interesting to see that when you can see that in yourself. Yeah. You can see that if I let go. Now, what's interesting is this is, and I know part of it's who I am and my Leo that shows up. But if you put me on a stage and said play, I'd be like, okay, girls, let's go do this. Because <laughs> yeah. now it's performance. It's not right, like right, it's a different right. space. And when you can see these things, and that's why I opened up and shared this with everybody, you can start to go, why the fuck are you doing this, Rick? Go have some fun. Now, again, my I did not want to injure this foot because it was bothering me the whole time I was there. I'm like, I don't want to do this. But I saw that other piece and like, Okay, Rick, so if your foot wasn't hurting, what would you have done? Because I had to have that internal dialogue with myself. And I said, yeah, I would actually get out there and I would do some of those things. There's certain things I would have done. And I think this is what happens when people get confronted with this stuff in a work type environment. Oh, yeah, absolutely. Because they're like, like well, well, this isn't how we're supposed to do work. Well, yeah, because it's all of it is results oriented, and I've and I've been I totally relate with what you're talking about, Rick. Because I I feel that way a lot of times when I'm like at conferences, and you know, and I start having all the anxieties of like of the uh, uh, what is the imposter syndrome? I'm like, am I good enough? Should I be here? I don't know. What am I doing here? And the funny thing, um, the reason part of the reason why I wear this like Lego bow tie whenever I go to these conferences, and I started wearing them. Uh, first, because I would go to these really stiff, stiff conferences, right? These yep, rec yep. facility ones, you know, you know, the, yep, yep. right. And it was a reminder to just like, not take myself so seriously. Like, like I am wearing a Lego bow tie. This is not that serious. Mm -hmm. Like everyone has their facade on. So, you know, and everyone's got their costume on. So I'm going to put on my own costume and just mock the whole identity of it yep. and what was fascinating was by putting it on not only did I feel more playful just in and of itself just by being like I'm gonna try this thing that feels really weird and makes me vulnerable but then I would attract other people that wanted to play as well and it was mm -hmm. super interesting of like how that evolves but but at the same time I totally get it where it's just like what you know if it's especially in the workplace if it's not results oriented why should I do it like this might you know, get me in trouble. But right. it's interesting that a majority of the time when we're trying to be creative or trying to create something new, we have to get back into that play space, which means 
even if you're trying to create something innovative, you almost have to let go of the idea of trying to create something innovative if you want to create something mm-hmm. innovative. If that and, makes sense, you know? Yes, it makes total right. sense. And I believe, because you and I kind of do some similar work in some spaces, the whole point of me talking to organizations about the reason you're, you're fighting engagement and you're not getting productivity and you're lacking in innovation and the creativity is going down is you've created these closets. Yep. This is where you sit. This is what you yep. do. And if you don't create the closet with the door that can be opened and then closed and opened and stay open or take the freaking door off the damn closet, yeah. then you're going to be this company that's struggling. And then if you add your element to that as well, it's like, okay, well, I would come out of my closet and I would say, hey, I'm over here and I have an idea about marketing, but I'm over here on the development side. Right. If you don't make that a fun way to communicate and you don't make it, you know, inviting, then people aren't going to do it. Yeah. And this isn't necessarily about the result. It's about what have you created to make people feel good about this? I mean, there's stuff I do at WDS and I'll admit it. There's stuff I do at WDS that I don't normally do in my normal day-to-day life because the environment says, be silly, be stupid, have fun, go crazy, blah, 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 blah. But I step out of that and I'm like, okay, now we're back. And so I observe these things in myself with the understanding of each time I go do something different, I'm going to push myself a little bit further. And it was really interesting. So I talked to you before we came on the air about, you know, been traveling a lot. So I left WDS, was home a few days then went straight to National Speakers Association, which was a completely mm. different kind of environment altogether. Right. And then was home a few days and then went off to Palacast Movement, which is a different environment. So it's kind of like, okay, you got WDS that's way out there. You have National Speakers Association, which is a little more tight, you know, buttoned up and everything. Right. And then you have Podcast Movement that's kind of in the middle between those two. But what I found so interesting is because I came off of WDS right into national speakers, I went into national speakers with the same kind of energy that I did. That's awesome. Because I'm like, you know what? I'm going to have fun. I'm going to enjoy this. I'm going to be who I am because I can't not be Rick. Even if I'm a speaker on stage, I'm going to do Rick speaker differently than a lot of the people there. But that's because that's who I am and that's my brand and this is how I show up. And even going to the big awards dinner, and I have purposely done this the last two years. The first year, I didn't know the awards dinner was like, let's all get glammed up. And (laughs) I'm like, I'm not a glam up guy. I mean, I I don't mind getting dressed up, but glam up is I'm not in shorts and a t-shirt. That's it, Mm -hmm. folks. That's as far as I kind of get. I've never been a guy that enjoys a tux. I've never super been a guy who enjoys suits, but I'll throw on a suit coat and you know a nice pair of slacks but I purposely the last two years did not wear a tie because it's part of my persona it's part of who I am I will go on stage and I will have a nice pair of slacks and an untucked shirt but I never wear a tie even at the business events I've spoken at I that's not who I am so if you're gonna hire me here's the deal you're not gonna see me in a tie it's not gonna happen yep my whole point is it's part of the whole making a bold move and stepping out of the closets and living life on your terms. And I think this is the message that people, I wish they would really embrace what you and I are talking about because when you start to do this, your life becomes so much better. 
and, you and embrace everything in life so much differently. Yeah. And I don't want to like paint the rosy picture that it's easy. Like it's oh, hard. Like, like asking someone to play. Well, I haven't played in a real long, like I was just talking to a, a, a friend of mine. She's in her fifties. She's never been on a trampoline. I was like, we got to go to a trampoline park and just mm-hmm. do that, you know, mm-hmm. with no idea of whether she enjoyed, you know, is going to enjoy the experience or not. Like, I think that's where people have to start. It's just like, what did I like to do as a kid? Yes, what exactly. It, how, how, am I, how is that tied with what I like to do now? Am I doing anything like that now? And I believe if you start to just incorporate that more, like I'm going to draw again, or I'm going to write art, a friend of mine, she made one, she described it as one shitty thing a day, one shitty drawing a day. And that just was her thing for like a hundred days just to see what that created. But then it gave her permission in all these other ways to express herself. So as long as people are just trying, trying to play in that way. And what's super interesting, which I've been really enjoying is, is I've been telling people to do play brainstorms with their friends where they get a bunch of their friends together they jot down all the ways in which they want to play that they haven't in a while. And then them and their friends commit to doing it. So it's mm-hmm. like, you know, they get some drinks and you hang out and you brainstorm what kind of play you want to do. And then for the next month or two months, you just have a good time trying out a bunch of different stuff. And I really believe that's when you start to release options and ideas that you never thought were possible. <laughs> it's so true. You know, a couple of weeks ago or a few weeks ago now, it's like time flies. Uh, I, I had my birthday. And we went to a winery for the afternoon and invited a whole bunch of friends. We had a table and food and everything. And um, mostly it was all gay guys. And it was interesting to start to watch everybody. We all kind of know each other and there was only a few new people, right? But then as the afternoon started to wear on, people started to loosen up. Yes, I'm sure the alcohol had something to do with it. There was at one point in the afternoon and I, I, I knew you and I were having this conversation. So, you know, when I start get ready to start interviewing people, I'm, I'm very cognizant of, okay, what's happening in the week prior to interviewing somebody about play and then interviewing uh. somebody about coming out and going through religious stuff. You know, I, I kind of try to observe the week and go, how can I weave things in? Well, as I was watching this whole afternoon unfold, there was a, a um, jar of chocolate espresso beans sitting on the table. And it was warm out. And so suddenly I realized those things were melting. So I said, hey, I'm moving these over by the wine chiller and I'm going to put it around some ice. And there were some cookies there. And one of the guys is like, oh, it's melting? Well, then it's a cookie dip. And before I knew it, all these guys were like little kids all over. Like I'm getting the cookie and I'm dipping it in the chocolate and I'm making a mess. And and then of course Uh. it started with like, let me shove it in your mouth. I'm like, these are all grown men. It took one weird little thing, and I suddenly, and I always tell my husband this, you could see the little boy inside them come out. Man, if the little boy's coming about me as well right now, too. I wanted to do that. That sounds awesome. Yeah, it was so oh, much fun. You know? hilarious. And of course, somebody tried to put one in my mouth, and I'm like, mm-hmm. Of course. I'm the birthday girl away, <laughs> you know, but that was my way of playing. Cause I'm like, okay, everyone's right, exactly. to come out because it's like, no, this is who I am. Right. And I find it fascinating. And I, this is my study of people. Oh, this is awesome. I always look at people and I watch them and I'm like, where's the little kid? And then yeah. suddenly I'll see a glimpse of it. I'm like, yeah. Wow. That's different. 
you know, yeah. and then I'll see it again. And I'll see it again. In fact, the gal at the winery who is the wine room manager, she's always taking really good care of us. And it's like, she won't let anybody else take care of my husband and I want to come in. She's kind of like, okay, I signed you guys up. You're, you're my members. And it's so funny to watch her. And suddenly my husband came up behind me and goes, Hey, Angela's got something for you. And she came out and she's British, wonderful gal, great gal, but she's very, she can be very kind of stiff, you know, just like, here's how we do things. Mm -hmm. And she was bringing out this beautiful tall jar that she had put some, I don't know, some, some beautiful like moss and stuff inside in the middle was a beautiful candle just as like here, happy birthday candle. Right. Yeah. That was the first time I saw her little girl. I could see that was her. Like I'm doing something fun that expresses a piece of me and my creativity. Everything else is always, yes, let's check you in. Let's pour your wine. Talk about the, and I encourage people to think about this. And here's why not don't, you don't have to think about Angela. You don't have to think about the cookies, but the cookies were were really damn good when they were dipped in the chocolate cocoa espresso beans. Um, Is to observe somebody else and see if you can spot their child. Because if you can spot their child, then you'll release your own child. Yeah. I completely agree with that. When the kid, I, I feel like I've said this many times, when the kid in you sees the kid in someone else, you have like a deeper connection, you know, just a massively more deep connection. And there's this corny quote. It's, it's supposed to be originated from Plato, but who knows where he's like, you know, you learn more about someone in an hour of play than a year's worth of conversation. Mm-hmm. Well, I've seen that. I see that every time we get like, you know, companies to play together and you see like people in pantsuits running with like vehicles, you know, mm-hmm. and mm-hmm. putting Legos together and, and talking trash to one another. Mm-hmm. And like, that's just, I mean, yeah, it's, it's just, amazing. it's just, well, look yeah, at the, look at, just think about the phenomena of photo booths. 10 years ago, photo booths at parties and stuff were non-existent. And now every event you go to, there's like yep. a photo booth with all the masks yep. and everything. Yep. It, what does that tell us? It tells us that we as humans want to play. Yeah, we, we want to play, we want connection. Think of all the flash mobs, all the yep. like weird scavenger hunts, yep. you know, um, the improv everywhere stuff that's happening all the time. Mm-hmm. Um, it's just, we're looking for connection mm-hmm. and the easiest connection is through play. And wait, when was your birthday? August 4th. No, it was not August 4th. Yes, it was. Yes, we're that's two days birthday. apart. That's, yeah, well, that's right. We're the same day. That's right. I sent you a we're message. We're the same day. You know, Barack day. Obama's uh, born oh, yes, on the same I know. Day. We're in good company, you know. And, and my mom. My mom was born on the same oh, that's day. that's crazy. Yeah. That's it's, crazy. it's, yeah. So I was born, yeah, I was on a, yeah. born on her birthday, but what was, what was interesting and partly vulnerable that I did at my birthday this year, I was, I was turning 40, um, is uh, I actually celebrated Girl, my... You look good for 40. I didn't know. I mean, that. you know, I'm just, just doing, I'm doing me, I'm doing me. But um, yeah, I, um, I never celebrate my birthday. I typically celebrate it with my mom. I'll go to Chicago and celebrate uh, with her. But for this time, I, I co-celebrated with a friend of mine that was born, I think, like July 28th. But what we did was we made a play day for Mm. adults and like, obviously, you know, they could bring their kids and everything like that. But we had like sumo wrestling. We had a basketball drills tournament prizes. We had like people get in their bubble soccer balls and then smash Mm -hmm. into this gigantic six foot ball. But it was just fascinating because it was just, you know, 
all of our friends afterwards were like, man, I haven't played like that in like, since I was a kid. And I was like, oh man, like this, this is everything. But on top of it, it was interesting because I realized as well, it was super hard for me to like, even though I'm a Leo, to have the attention on me because instead I always want to get other people to play, but I really was trying to be there just to enjoy it myself. Um, And that was really like, it was just, it was, it was quite liberating. Yeah, because I realized like I even me as someone that plays a lot still has trouble and still has to catch myself whenever I'm like, I'm so results oriented and I got to do this Mm -hmm. and I got to do that. Mm -hmm. And I got to like just calm myself down and be like, am I enjoying this? Like, am I enjoying the process of doing this? If not, I need to stop and do something I really enjoy. So. So this is so interesting. It's amazing to hear you say that because, okay. So for the listeners, Jeff and I know each other because of WDS. We interact there. We go, maybe we'll shoot a Facebook message back and forth throughout the year. But our whole some amount of time together probably could be less than five hours. Right. And to hear you say what you just said was like, I felt like I was talking to myself. I Mm. never like to make a big deal about my birthday. I rarely want any big thing happening around it. Not because I hate birthdays. That's not it. It's just, I'm the guy who wants to make everybody else feel good. And right. so this is something right. I've had to step into because I'm the obliger. I like to take care of other people, but then I can get bent out of shape when I don't get attention. So typical, right. typical Leo behavior. Right. So, exactly. Yeah, right. Exactly. Yeah. Right. So that's why I always say if I'm, if it's on a stage, it's a whole different ball game because now the spotlight's on me. I can do the whole performance thing. So and you're, coming, and, you're, and you're giving to people when you're up on stage. Exactly. That's, that's the whole point. I mean, the, this podcast isn't about me. It's about, I want people to take stuff away from this. Yes, I love doing it, but I've found a balance. At first it wasn't about the audience. Okay. My ego was getting in the way. Now it's like, mm. I want to have these conversations. I want to share these ideas and these concepts. And I want to be vulnerable and say, here's my shit folks. Right. I just said, this is where I am. So interestingly enough, we are coming up to my birthday. My oldest daughter was going to be passing through town, so she wanted to do something. My husband's and my our youngest daughter lives in town, close to us. And he goes, so I know you don't like to do things on your birthday. What do you want to do? And I'm like, I don't really care, which, of course, drives anybody nuts when you say something. Right, right. <laughs> and he goes, well, I was thinking about, you know, he goes, I was thinking about having a bunch of friends over. I said, no, I don't want a bunch of friends over. I said, I just don't, I don't want to do the house thing. Now, part of that was because I've been traveling. I'm like, the last thing I need is more freaking people in my space. I need right. my space by myself right now. And then I got to thinking, Rick, you're doing it again. And then if something doesn't happen and the birthday passes, then you're going to be mm. pissed off because mm-hmm. nothing happened. And yep. I said, well, maybe let's think about doing something at one of our wineries because we have a couple of wineries we belong to and just seeing who's available. But I didn't say, let's do this. I said, let's think about this. Of course, you know, now we're five days away from my birthday, right? (laughs) And then I said the next day, yeah, let's do that. Let's just see who's available. I don't care who can come, who can't come. Let's just go there. We'll get some food. Not a lot of food, just, you know, some chips and dips and stuff. You know, just snack stuff. I'll be damned if like 16 people didn't show up. Yeah. And because I let myself have fun. I let myself play that day. I let myself go, wow, I'm just going to be here. I didn't need to be anything else but there. 
I didn't even care what kind of, you know, how much wine we went through. I didn't let any of that kind of drag down my feelings. Yep. And I didn't even get overly like, okay, the table's here. Let's set it this way. I'm like, here, just dump the shit out on the table. People can open this stuff themselves. I really don't care, you know, because I gave myself permission to play. That's what it came down to was I gave myself permission to play. And, and one thing I realized, and let me know if you felt that for the people that came, is because, you know, I think so much of the time I spend getting other people to play, giving yeah. them the, the excuse for them to celebrate me on, on my birthday yeah. is also, was also kind of like a gift because it's, I'm always giving, but not, mm -hmm. I have a hard time receiving Yes. So you gave, I feel like you also gave them finally permission to be like, oh, now I can like thank Rick or I can have yeah. fun celebrating. Yeah. yeah. That's yeah. a huge, the, that's It a was huge a huge gift. thing. Yeah. It was a really huge thing. In fact, even the dinner the night before, I kept going, oh, we don't need to go there. We don't need to spend that kind of money. And my husband just said, what do you want? I said, I want sushi. I actually want to go here. He goes, then we're doing it. I'm like, no, we don't. He goes, no, we're doing there. And I know myself, I can get in those really weird space. Like, okay, we'll go there, but I'm only going to do this. And I got there and I'm like, I'm doing this. I'm going to have yeah. my sushi. I, you know, and the manager came over, found out it was my birthday. He brought me some sangria. It always, you know, the more alcohol I get, then the looser I get. Like, sure, let's, yeah, whatever. But um, it was such an interesting weekend for me because I realized I actually enjoyed my birthday. I really yeah. enjoyed my birthday. And it wasn't because it was some crazy thing. It was just... Right. I gave myself permission to enjoy my birthday. Yeah. And, and that's all I lesson, needed to do. And the lesson I took from that for me was like, I need to celebrate it every year mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. in some way, you know, just as a way of, you know, um, letting myself be vulnerable and letting myself like, you know, receive, yep. which is super hard for me. Yeah. So, but I think it's, it's hard for guys like us and this isn't an excuse folks. I'm not, I'm really not trying to make an excuse here because we do this day in and day out where it's about, let's take somebody to this space. Let's help them get to this space. Mm -hmm. We do this. This is, this is our, this is our master expertise, so to speak. It's hard sometimes to turn that off. Yeah. Especially yeah. if it has to become me focused. Exactly. Then, and, I, yeah. and I think that's a big part of it for us and to be able to see that now we're getting into the whole mindful consciousness sort of stuff. Yep. Um, yep. It's a biggie. So the whole point of this conversation today is don't be like us. <laughs> get out there and play, cut loose, <laughs> no, have fun, enjoy. Be like us enough to like get it done. But uh, yeah, just, I, love, I, mean, I love that we both went to the same exact space because I think this is a beautiful way of demonstrating to the listeners of you can do this stuff. And you can be really good at it. Oh, but guess what? Here's our little, our little dirty secret too, is we're really good at it, but we can't turn the light back on ourselves at times. And so right, we, get right. to go play, we get to continue to figure this out. And, uh, and, and yeah, and that's the other part. It's just like, and we're not expert. I mean, at the same time that we're doing better at it, we're yep. still figuring it out ourselves. And it's, and it's constant process it because is. like what I love to play five years ago may not be the way in which I like to play now. So like mm -hmm. I'm even trying to redefine what's next that I really believe is like a play challenge for me. So, um, you know, so if you haven't played in a really long time, 
you know, you're not that far away from where I'm at right now. Right. I'm trying to figure out myself as well because we're always trying to reinvent ourselves. So here's something you just said, Jeff, that I think is a really great place to kind of wind things up here is you just said everybody's trying to redefine what's next. But what if it was, what am I going to play next? Exactly. Redefine is such a, I mean, I know we use it. I know, that right. Right. It's so we're looking at life at, okay, right. what do I want to play next? How do I want that's to play? Great. Yeah, that sounds because awesome. Then it's like, okay, cool. Yes, I want to play next. And I was telling Jeff before we got on, this is podcast number seven for me today. Three I've been on, four that I've recorded for myself. But I made it through and I did it because what do I want to play next? Oh, yeah. I want to play this one about playing. Yeah. Oh, the first one was about, you know, let's talk about, you know, being in reparative therapy. Then there was one, I talked to Andrew Newman, another WDSer, about his books and conscious bedtime stories and stuff. I want to play about consciousness. How different would our days be, everyone, if every day you woke up, and actually Andrew said something to me that was really powerful. In the last 20 minutes of your day, if you set that intention for what you want tomorrow to be, can you imagine if every night you set the intention, tomorrow I want to play even more. Mm. How different would you wake up versus yeah. oh, God, I've got seven freaking podcasts to do, which I yeah. love, but I, I know it's going to be a busy day and blah, blah, blah. I think our intentions when we set them to go, let's play and yes. we really say it and we really mean it and realize that life is really playtime. Yes. It's so much easier. Doesn't mean the challenges aren't going to be there, folks. I'm not saying that, but even the challenge can go. So how do I play through this challenge? Right. And, and, and the pressure is partly off because you, mm -hmm. you're embracing back what it was like when you were on the playground and you exactly. like, what do I want to play next? I'm done with the slide. Now I'm going to go over here. Yep. And, and oh, that's, that just sounds so much more fun. It oh. does. So much more fun. Almost as fun as a drink right now. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> so. Well, Jeff, buddy, I'm so glad we connected. I've been looking yes. forward to this one ever since I saw you at WDS. So if people want to connect with you, where can they find you? What's your website? All that good stuff. Um, you can find our organization at play-well.org. That's play-well.org. And then you can find me on Twitter and Instagram at Jeff Harry Plays, J-E-F-F-H-A-R-R-Y Plays. Perfect, perfect, perfect. And I can't wait till we get to play together again, man. It's been... Definitely. Just, this is super fun. Yeah, this is super Same fun. This is, crazy. this is part of fun, people. You find people you want to connect with. You bring them to the world. You share each other. And then you move on to the next play date, which I don't know what it'll be. I'm sure we're going to run into each other somewhere somehow. So um, Yes. You are so amazing. Well, you, you are, are too. You're, you're more. You know, let's play that game. Who's more amazing? <laughs> you are me. We're going to close it out with that Just battle of the... Yeah, yeah, you're more. I know you're better. You're better, man. So there we go. <laughs> All right, bro. Well, I really appreciate uh, you, man. So much pleasure. enjoyed this Such conversation. And I hope everyone walks away from this determined they are going to play more in their life. And if not, we'll just come kick your ass and tell you got to do it anyway. So that's the way it works. And that's it. That's a wrap. Another episode of Life Uncloseted has come to an end. But don't worry. We'll be back in just a couple of days with another episode with new guests, new tips, new tricks, new wisdom about how you can go live your life uncloseted. And you know what? A lot of people out there may not even know we exist. So if you feel so compelled, share us. Tell people about it. Give us a rating and review on iTunes. 
share it from your phone wherever you can spread the word because the more people that we reach the better the planet will be when everybody is living their life uncloseted i'm rick clemens the host of the show that big bold move expert and that guy that constantly wants to help people step out step up and step into living their life uncloseted have a great couple of days everyone and we will be right back with you very very soon take care